Uh, hello, everyone. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Positively Proceed Podcast mini-episode. I'm your host, Steve Fountas. Generally, as these mini-episodes go, I'm solo. Uh, hope everyone had a great Christmas with their family or whatever you celebrate uh, the holiday season. Hope you guys had a lot of fun, got lots of presents, and were able to spend time with loved ones and all had a good time. Uh, hope you guys also got a chance to check out our Christmas holiday nostalgia episode we did last week with a lot of listener submissions so if you didn't get a chance to do that and want to stay in the christmas spirit go back and check that as long as also not as long as well as checking back in the archives checking out some of our older shows during this kind of colder in between season after christmas new year's maybe you still have some time off before work go ahead and check out some older shows we have in the positively processing podcast archive and you can find those by subscribing in your favorite podcast app just search positively processing podcast and go ahead and subscribe and we'll be th- all those episodes will be there for you as well as new ones uh this week it's a mini episode next week will be a regular episode and sometimes we'll have special guests and interviews and and all that and you can follow us on twitter as always at ppw podcast we are on a facebook group at positively processing podcast just hit search and join and we'll add you to it. There's memes going around all the time that crack me up. Um, there's discussions. There's a chatter. And it's all positive. So let's let's keep going that group. I've been saying this for a while now. If you're an iTunes user, even if you're not, make an account for me. <laughs> and leave a review for the show. It'll really help uh, people find the show. And as well as give people an idea of what, an idea of what to expect. Excuse me, generally on the Positively <clears throat> Pro Wrestling Podcast show. Also, I, I had my Time Hop app come up, and we've been going at this for six years now. So six years ago, Eric and I recorded our first show, and go back and listen to that. It's a little crazy, but I'm not going to get too waxed, too nostalgic on it. I'll do that when Eric's here for our next week's show to talk about kind of where we've been over the past six years and all the episodes we've done, and just how cool it is that because of this show, I have so many new friends, and guys that have been to my house, like Jeff Verbal Soze, our buddy Jeff, he's, he was at my house for a Christmas party with his wife. Like, that's nuts. Someone I didn't even know, didn't know existed six years ago. Now we're hanging out. And I went on WrestleMania trips with Jeff from Fully Posable. Rad Chad came up here and for work. He's like, hey, you want to go out and grab the beer and some food? And we did. And the you know, Chad Horror Movie Barbecue, we've hung out a bunch of times WrestleMania weekends. And Mark Caruso, we met at WrestleMania. Just all these people we've just met up with because of this show, because of the Positively Processing Podcast. And I know we're not the biggest show in the world, and that's okay. And we have our audience, and we stick with, we know what our audience likes. Uh, I think as Nate once said it, uh, listening to our show, Ring Skirts, he said that it makes him think, oh my God, I wasn't the only one doing all this weird things and thinking all these weird things. So really that's, that's kind of our goal here is to do that, to make you think weird things about your, your childhood and give you a smile and talk nostalgic and uh, old school wrestling, retro wrestling, if you will. Okay. So this week on this mini show, I want to do something because it's January's coming up and for wrestling fans, that means Royal Rumble season and it means the Royal Rumble. And no matter what, I don't think there'll ever be a time in my life, even if I'm not watching wrestling at all, where I won't watch the Royal Rumble. Even the most lapsed, jaded fan. I think if the Rumble's on, you don't have to really go out of your way to watch it. You're going to watch the Rumble because it's great. It's 
you get to see every two minutes somebody a new comes out. The role maybe if it piques your interest enough, you'll stick with it and you will watch all the way through to WrestleMania. It's kind of what the WWE is banking on, but it's something that's been going on since 1988. Something we all watch every year, and something that we rewatch a lot. Now on this week's mini episode, what I'm going to do, I'm going to personally rank my top ten most rewatchable Royal Rumble matches. This is not the best Royal Rumble matches. This is not my what I think are the top actual wrestling Royal Rumble. These are like rewatchables. Like I watch it over and over. I watch these Rumbles a lot, and I think you, you guys should too. Now, there may be some controversy on this list. I want you guys to let me know yours, either on Twitter or the Facebook group or whatever. Let me know your top 10 or 5 or whatever rewatchable Royal Rumbles. So without kicking around too much, it is a mini show after all. Let's get into it. So our my top ten rewatchable Royal Rumbles. Number ten, the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble matchup. That's right, our retro wrestling show, doing a more modern show. A couple reasons this is rewatchable. One, it's got the awesome moment where Becky Lynch comes out, gets the giant pop from the crowd, and I was I was kind of watching at the time, but even still, you knew like that was her year. Like in 98, it was Stone Cold's year. But she came out, she took Lana's spot in the Rumble, huge pop, got the win. And also, that's also a big stadium, baseball stadium show, which is cool. That's always fun to watch visually for me with these Rumbles. Um, For some reason, though, I don't like the Alamo Dome feel. I more like the baseball stadium stuff. I think I kind of like the canopy over the ring. But just for that moment alone, it's, it's fun and it's cool. And she gets the win. And there's a little bit of a tease at the end where she, oh, maybe she's not going to win. And it's not like out of WWE's playbook to pull a bait and switch or a tease with the fans. We're like, oh, you think you're getting it? Sorry, not this year. But that's my number 10, the 2019 Royal Rumble. Women's Royal Rumble. Got to be specific there. Number nine, the 2020 Men's Royal Rumble. That's right. First two are current ones. So this is rewatchable for a couple reasons. One, this is the last big pay-per-view before the world shutdown for the COVID pandemic. The pandemic we all ran into is in March of that year. It was WrestleMania was done, all that. And this was in a giant stadium. So I like watching that, thinking like, man, all these people have no idea what's coming from the wrestlers to the crowd. So that, that that's kind of fun for me to do. Also, Edge's surprise comeback. That surprise comebacks are always fun to watch. Uh, it was just a, a great moment. Drew McIntyre gets the big win. You know, when you thought maybe it was going to be Edge or it was going to be Brock or whoever, there's a few fun moments in it with Keith Lee coming out. It's just, it's really rewatchable for me, especially even as a modern show for those couple moments. Uh, so that, next up, I think we're more in our wheelhouse here. Number eight, the 1993 Royal Rumble. Now, what's interesting about this Rumble is as a kid, I hated rewatching it because I knew who won. It was Yokozuna. Now, as an adult, I don't care. It doesn't really affect me who's, who's going to win for rewatchability. But as a kid, if a bad guy won, especially someone I hated, Yokozuna, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And I think we talked about it before when we did this show. I would have had Randy Savage win it, and it would have been great if he won it and he could face Bret Hart at WrestleMania. But but look at, look at some of the names on this. Also, this is the time when... We're transitioning completely out of the golden era 
into the new gen kind of er- before the new gen era with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, guys like Tatanka and uh, Owen Hart, you know, things like that. So look at some of these guys in here. This is also Ric Flair's got a big performance. He's the number four. He make- lasts a long time. Uh, we've got Ric Flair, Bob Backlund. He was in there for a while. Papa Shango, Ted DiBiase, the Nasty Boys, Virgil, Mr. Perfect Skinner. Look at all these Hasbros. Coco Beware, the Berserker, Undertaker, uh, IRS, Tatanka. I'm just naming Hasbro guys. Earthquake, Yokozuna, Rick Martel, Tito Santana. Machmo was the number 30 entrant. And for me, this was just a great rumble to rewatch. And as an adult, I should say, as a kid, mm, you know, it was, it was rough because. Yokozuna won. We go into number seven. We go to the 1994 Royal Rumble. I've gone over this before a million times. This was the pay-per-view I got for free somehow because the pay-per-view didn't scramble. But I love the co-winner thing. Because as a kid, like two with two good guys, two of the top guys both win. You're like, okay, I'm okay with this because now there's intrigue. Like Lex Luger and Bret Hart both won. Double elimination. What are we gonna do? I think in red, I think over time this has kind of got crapped on. I think, but what's funny is I think it's come back around now. People are cool with it again, but it was so unique for the time to have these two baby face good guys win. Lex Luger being the kind of the the big guy who was getting pushed throughout the year, and then of course Bret Hart's just he's Bret Hart, he's the hitman. So he's he's and also the whole storyline with earlier in the night Owen Hart kicking Bret's leg out of his leg. and then he comes limping out at number 27. And then some of the other just classic characters we got here, we got Doink the Clown, Sparky Plug, uh, Bash and Booger, Adam Bomb, randomly Greg Valentine's in there, Randy Savage, Jeff Jarrett, Diesel. This is also Diesel's kind of coming out part where he does, he's got a bunch of eliminations and the crowd start cheering for him. This, of course, let him, ended up getting him kind of a big pop or I'm sorry, a big push because of it. Um, Diesel is eventually limited by a bunch of guys. I always like that when everyone's going to team up to get the big guy out. I'm looking here on the Wikipedia page. So they got rid of Mabel, Bam Bam Bigelow, Crush, Great Kabuki, Greg Valentine, Shawn Michaels, Tonka, and Bob Sparky Plug to get out Mabel. So I always love those kind of things. That's fun stuff. Number six is going to be the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble. A couple Women's Rumbles on here. And this was the first one. It was a novelty. Oscar won, which was kind of the smart, mark crowd favorite to win. There were surprises. There was legends brought back for the women, and it's it's. I my daughters like watching this because like, they like watching the girl wrestlers. So of course I put these rumbles on, and the 2018 ones just just so much fun. Sasha Banks, kind of the Iron Woman of the match. Uh, we've got you know, the Bella Twins kind of turning on each other. It's it's a really good rumble. And again, most of these are fans, and most of are you guys out there, our listeners are like me, retro and vintage wrestling fans. and But some of these modern ones, especially these Rumbles, pretty good stuff. Speaking of the pretty good stuff, we're going to go to our number five rewatchable Royal Rumble. That would be the 1991 Royal Rumble. This would be higher. However, because Roddy Piper's on commentary, it knocks it down just a little bit for me. I've grown to like Piper, but at the time, and even like, yeah, even certain times we're watching it, it, it's rough hearing him on the commentary. 
However, Piper does get a pass and it helps bump it up a bit because this is 91 when a lot of, at least when I started watching regularly, a lot of us started watching regularly. I'm sure a bunch of us have seen this rumble over and over again. And it's just got all of the great wrestlers. We do want to talk about Hasbro rumbles here. Let's let's go through. I'm just going to go through all of it. Screw it. Bret Hart, Dino Bravo, and I guess Dino's kind of got a Hasbro, not with Zombie Sailor. Greg Valentine, Paul Roma, Texas Tornado, Rick Martel, Samba Simba. I always remember. <laughs> Gorilla Monsoon, Samba Simba. Bushwhacker, Butch, Jake Roberts, Hercules, Tito Santana, The Undertaker, Jimmy Snook, a Bulldog, Smash, Hawk, Shane Douglas, that's random. Randy Savage, of course, no-showed the match because he was running from the Ultimate Warrior. Animal, Crush, Jim Duggan, Earthquake, Mr. Perfect, Hulk Hogan, Haku, Jim Neidhart, Bushwhacker Luke, Brian Knobs, The Warlord, and Tugboat. Tugboat is number 30. <laughs> Tugboat limited by the Hulkster, his friend, too. What a jerk. And Hogan won. So as a, I mentioned not wanting to watch Rumbles because of who won as a kid. I wanted to watch this one. Because Hogan won. So, number five is going to be the 1991 Royal Rumble. We're going to go down. Now we're in top four categories here. A little bit kind of a modern one. The 2008 Royal Rumble. Now, I'd say this one for me is a big, obviously, because it's got the giant John Cena surprise at the end where he wasn't supposed to be back. It was a legit surprise. This wasn't kind of leaked. Even the Edge thing was kind of leaked when he came back in 2020. This was out of nowhere, right? Also, this was a 2008, besides my golden years of watching, was definitely a year that I I watched a ton of wrestling, especially WWE stuff. And even that too, we've got some great legends in this rumble. Did you know, did you guys remember that Roddy Roddy Piper's in the 2008 Rumble. Remember that Jimmy Snook is in it? Mick Foley's in it? I mean, that's hilarious, right? But we've got, we also got a lot of superstars in there. We've got John Cena, Triple H, um, Kane. We've got CM Punk is in this Rumble. Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, start off one and two. Like, come on. Like, I, I'm, how are you going to get better than that for one and two, right? For Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker. But awesome, awesome stuff. So this is definitely rewatchable for me. The 2008 Royal Rumble. Number three, another rewatchable, the 1998 Royal Rumble. It's got the classic, all three Mick Foley guys enter. Austin's in, he wins it. And we knew he was going to win. There was no one else that was going to win the Rumble this year. But that didn't matter. This is the Attitude Era really kicking into gear, right? 98 is, this is the first pay-per-view of 98. Got all the momentum from 97. And WWF's just about to just hit the gas and not, let go and you know for me i mentioned the, i just mentioned a second ago 2008 being a year i was really into wrestling of course 98 everybody was into it uh this was the time when wrestling almost seemed cool for the first time in my life <laughs> as a kid in junior high and going into high school uh it's it's something that you gotta you gotta watch and you gotta enjoy and it, you've got jr on commentary with the king it's just really really good stuff and i i think this definitely deserves the to be in the top three Number two, here we go. The 1990 WWF Royal Rumble. For the record, this is my actual favorite Royal Rumble match. However, I will 
agree. I will uh, yield to those who say who the number one deserves to be the best one in this case because number one is more rewatchable. This one's great because of you want to talk about golden era. Ted DiBiase, Coco Beaver, Jake Roberts, Macho Man, Roddy Piper, The Warlord, Bret Hart, Bad News Brown, Dusty Rhodes, Andre the Giant's in this rumble too. Like, this is freaking amazing. Hogan wins it. Again, Ultimate Warrior. This is, of course, the Hogan Warrior showdown. This is not a... There's nobody who can skip. Like, everyone who comes out, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is probably the one I put on the most for my non-wrestling fans or super-lapsed wrestling fans, ones that only watched when they were little kids, if we're at, like, a party or something. Like, oh, I'm going to put in the Rumble, and everyone will... Inevitably, everyone will kind of sit down and start watching this stuff. But for me, as a wrestling fan and a current fan obsession of wrestling obsessed person who's a psychopath this is great it's not quite worth the number one spot for the rewatchable as great as tony Schiavone and jesse ventura are in this on the call our number one has to go to the 1992 rumble and it's 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 a layup i get it it's nothing really shocking nothing controversial here and this is a case where I think the roster is a – I might give the roster edge to 90 because Andre the Giants in it, and that's a big big push for me. But having the Bobby Ventura – Bobby Ventura, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon on commentary is, I think, what everyone agrees is the best part. The whole match itself is great. Just one after the other, like, oh, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. I remember that guy. Oh, yes, and it's all – all future Hall of Famers in this thing. Let's go down the list here and see which ones are actually in the Hall of Fame. Here we go. British Bulldog, Hall of Fame. Teddy Biasi, Hall of Fame. Ric Flair, Hall of Fame. Sags, nope, but probably should be. Haku, nope, but easily could be. Shawn Michaels, Hall of Fame. Tito Santana, Hall of Fame. Barbarian, no. Tornado, yes, with his family. Repo Man, no, but, I mean, Demolition should be in the Hall of Fame, right? Greg Valentine, he's in the Hall of Fame. Nikolai Volkov, Hall of Fame. Bossman, Hall of Fame. Hercules, no Hall of Fame. Piper, Jake Roberts, Duggan, all in the Hall of Fame. IRS, probably should be. Jimmy Stoker, yes. Undertaker, yes. Randy Savage, yes. Berserker, no. Virgil, should be. Mustafa, yeah, because that's the Iron Sheik, right? So he's in the Hall of Fame. Rick Martel definitely should be in the Hall of Fame. Hogan, yes. Skinner, no. Slaughter, yes. Sid Justice should be. Warlord, no. But more than half this rumbles Hall of Famers. And it's just so good. So many great wrestlers to watch this. So much great commentary with Gorilla and Bobby. It's just, there's no reason not to watch this over and over and over again. I guarantee if there's like a algorithm on peacock or wb network that shows what rumbles are most rewatchable it's going to be the 92 rumble so that's my number one let's go over it again for for the quick recap <laughs> number 10 the 2019 rumble number nine the 2020 men's number eight the 1993 number seven 1994 number six the 2018 women's rumble number five the 1991 rumble number four the 2008 rumble number three the 1998 rumble Number two, the 1990 Rumble. And number one, the 1992 Royal Rumbles. There's my list. 
Let's hear yours. Let us know. Let me know. Let Eric know on the Facebook group, Positively Processing Podcast, on Twitter, at PPW Podcast. What are your top 10, top whatever, rewatchable Royal Rumbles? And also, maybe, I, I guess we probably have to now. Let's Eric and I will do a look back at a Rumble show we haven't done yet. So we will do that for our show next week. Make sure you're subscribed for that. And it'll be right on your podcast app. Keep up to date with us on all the socials for show information. That one should be out next Friday. So we'll have uh, updated shows for everybody. And in 2023, so everybody have a happy new year and have a great 2023. Looking forward to keeping this show going. And I mentioned we'll do more of six-year anniversary look back stuff next week. Look forward to that along with the, the Rumble look back. I don't know what's going to be yet. We will figure it out though, but... We've done plenty of them on, on the old shows, so check out the archives. They're in there for you for the old Rumble lookbacks. Everyone, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.